0: This is Mountaintop History, a podcast produced by the Thomas Jefferson Foundation at Monticello. Mountaintop History brings forward meaningful stories from this historic home and plantation from the past and from the present. My name is Kyle Chattelton and I'm Olivia Brown. Thank you for joining us. We hope you'll learn something new. You're listening to The Sounds of a Mockingbird, a creature whose song involves mimicking other birds, animals, insects, and even modern technologies like car alarms. They populate the Monticello mountaintop, entertaining visitors from around the world who visit this historic site. Over the centuries, Monticello has seen millions of people But history also shows us that Monticello has been the home for sheep, cattle, horses, foxes, rabbits, deer, and yes, mockingbirds. In 1771, Thomas Jefferson wrote that the trees surrounding Monticello were to be thinned. Keep in it deer, rabbits, peacocks, guinea poultry, pigeons, etc. Let it be an asylum for hares, squirrels, pheasants, partridges them to it by laying food for them in proper places. It seems that this encouragement was done to create a source of meat for Jefferson's family. There wasn't always enough poultry, though, and Nance Hemmings, a member of Monticello's enslaved African-American community, took advantage of this by raising chickens, which she then would sell to the Jefferson household. The Marquis de Lafayette introduced Jefferson to French shepherd dogs which were then used to help herd the sheep of Monticello. Horses were bred and raised throughout the years, and up until 1800 were cared for by the enslaved chief hostler and coachman, Jupiter Evans. Many guides at Monticello today enjoy sharing the colorful names given to many of these horses. Alfred, Silvertail, Crab, Peggy Woffington, Remus and Romulus, the Eagle, and of course, there were those mockingbirds. Jefferson purchased his first mockingbird in 1772 from someone named Martin, who was enslaved by Jefferson's father-in-law. Monticello eventually became a nesting ground for more of these birds, to the great delight of Jefferson. He kept some of them as pets. Some even had their own names, and it seems that Jefferson's favorite was one he named Dick. A friend, Margaret Bayard Smith wrote, quote, It was the constant companion of his solitary and studious hours. Whenever he was alone, he opened the cage and let the bird fly about the room. Often, when he retired to his chamber, it would hop up the stairs after him, and while he took his siesta, would sit on his couch and pour forth its melodious strains. This has been another edition of Mountaintop History a collaboration between WTJU and the Thomas Jefferson Foundation. To learn more and to plan your next visit, go to Monticello.org.